Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Dave Wingle, who is the CEO and founder of iDatify, and Professor Mary Lassity, who is a professor in the Walton College in the area of information systems. She's also the director of the Blockchain Center of Excellence. Thank you both for joining me today. Our pleasure. We're talking about something today that is unique, innovative, and has a blockchain kind of an approach to methodology to implementation. But I want to back up a minute before I ask you a few questions. The Walton College wanted to get into blockchain as a technology. You know, it, it's such a new technology, we don't know where it's going. But as an academic institution, it seems like we should be in, involved in it, trying to understand it. And um, we hired uh, Professor uh, Lassity, and she's written 28 books and published lots of articles and is a very accomplished professor. A lot of her work has been on things like robotic process automation, which is another hot topic we could talk about. But today we're talking about an application of blockchain, which is the smart resume, and we'll, we'll tell you more about that in a minute. But we hired Mary, and Mary has developed a team um, that has allowed us to create the Blockchain Center of Excellence. And we have a, a minor in blockchain, a certificate in blockchain. Students can learn blockchain. They can also participate in hackathons. But, you know, after we got going on this, I was thinking more and more, um, when I became dean five years ago, I kept thinking, let's practice what we preach in every dimension. So as I've been dean, I've been experimenting with various leadership methodologies. I'll try leadership techniques and methodologies, see how they work. And I've kept notes on it. In fact, I've got about a 70,000-word document that summarizes all of my experiments with this. Um, and um, But I thought, gosh, wouldn't it be great if we applied blockchain? Instead of just teaching about it and studying it, actually implement it somehow. And then I was fortunate enough that uh, Dave called me with an idea, and um, I got really excited, and I thought, I wonder if this could be it. Dave, I'll let you talk just a little bit about maybe the, the, the origins of this. Sure, and, and what makes uh, kind of our efforts around Smart Resume unique is that we're not a kind of a blockchain shop necessarily. Um, our background is is unique in that our specialty over the last eight or so plus years at Identify is in building data consortiums. And uh, so when we're, we look at opportunities, uh, we've already built consortiums in higher ed where we can see the value of, of leveraging data along with consent to solve really tough business problems. And it was about probably May of 2018 we had just attended the first blockchain conference, and around that time, we noticed how MIT had started issuing diplomas on the blockchain, uh, which we thought was interesting. And, and then shortly thereafter, New Mexico Community College started doing the same thing. 
Um, and while those were both interesting initiatives, in, my team kind of doubted, you know, if, if we had a certified diploma, would we really use it? Uh, and our answer was, frankly, no. Uh, and we started talking about, well, you know, LinkedIn's become the de facto resume bin, but nothing certified. And that's where, when kind of the light bulb went off, which was, you know, our background is in building consortiums. Uh, we, we literally Googled certified resume, and we were shocked that no one's ever done this before. So if you think about it, universities have issued diplomas for 600 years. They've issued certified transcripts but they've never actually issued a certified resume. And we thought, what a great opportunity in Arkansas as kind of our laboratory. What if we could help trusted universities here actually issue certified resumes that were not only attesting to academic information, but I think in the news we had seen Matt Leadership Walton. And that was something that wasn't showing up on transcripts. And we thought, I think it would be worth a call to, to Dean Waller to see if he'd be the, the first one willing to raise their hand to participate. So that's kind of the origin. Well, you know, after we talked, of course, I immediately called Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary, what, what did you think when we first started talking about that? I think I had been here for about four hours, <laughs> <laughs> and you brought us in. To be frank, I was a little skeptical at first, only because, to me, the hardest thing about blockchain technologies is that they're ecosystem solutions. Right? So if you don't have scalability, you don't really have a blockchain use case. So I thought you had a long haul ahead of you, Dave, and here we are 19 months later, and you've done what very few people have successfully been able to do, and that is to build the consortium of the people um, to get value out of this. The other challenges that we see in blockchain is it's easy to get one stakeholder group excited because they see business value, but when you have all of when you have a market, how do you create value for all the players? And I, Dave, I would love for you to share with the audience how you thought through the different audiences and how you bring value to all of them in the Smart Resume Project. Sure, and and I think with with any consortium, and again, it was that's really our advantage coming into this is in building other products with our company, we saw firsthand that uh, in order to build a consortium, there has to be a mantra of kind of give a little and get a lot in return. So you can't expect any participant in a consortia to give more than they're getting back. So universities have to be the ones issuing the resumes. Uh, We're only leveraging what's called FERPA directory information. So that means that universities can share with us the information needed for us to create the smart resumes to help differentiate their, their students. Uh, so we've got a value proposition for Walton College in that we can show, hey, here's how you can differentiate your current students and even alumni in ways that you couldn't do before. The goal for the recipient's value is this will help differentiate them from other job applicants. So we're not paying someone to use Smart Resume. We're not trying to give a false incentive that um, may have short-term value. The feedback is, this differentiates me from other job applicants, so I like it. And then last, Mary, on the employer side, every employer, or even the largest employers, I should say, can't recruit everywhere. Uh, so our value is for, for companies that may not yet be uh, being able to see the, the talent at Walton, we've now made it very easy. So since we've kind of created a certified LinkedIn, we can now create a certified indeed.com where employers can identify not just you know trusted programmers, but we've also rolled out at community colleges. So the multinational companies here in Northwest Arkansas, they don't just need programmers, they need forklift operators and, 
and uh, diesel mechanics. And that's been our goal uh, all along is to, to provide smart resume for any Arkansan that has a certified skill, whether it's you know certified welder, uh, certified nurse, and uh, we've had just couldn't ask for a better laboratory than Arkansas to, to do that. It was fun. So I think your first 20 students were from the information systems department, and you had a couple of alumni and a couple of our current graduate students participate. What did you learn from that first round of data collection? People are, are very passionate about their personal resume. Uh, and if you think about it, it makes sense. You know, you see all different types of resumes. Some people have degree on top, some have experience, some have job objectives. Uh, there was not a correlation between you know, a straight A student having the, the best performing resume, uh, which is kind of, of interesting. You know, straight A students create kind of junky resumes too. But we knew that in order for recipients, as we call them, the people who get the smart resumes to want to use it, they still have to be able to customize it. So an individual can add in their own resume sections that aren't certified, like job profile and job objectives, and then they can configure the smart resume to look however they want to. And so Mary, we couldn't have done that without the the initial pilot phase where individuals told us, if you want me to use this smart resume, you need to add this functionality. Well, you know, when you first did that experiment with the small group of graduate students that we had in information systems, and you compare it to where you are today, there's a big difference. Because there's, in any business, there's so much morphing and pivoting that has to go on. So, you know, in some ways for me, there's several reasons I like what we've done. One is we're practicing what we're teaching and doing research on, which really advances our knowledge in this. Mary, wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. But in addition to that, if you look at our mission statement, it says that we're to be about promoting innovation in our primary strategic endeavors, which include entrepreneurship, analytics, and retail. Retail in the broadest sense, including CPG and supply chain and so forth, e-commerce. So this really hits on all of them in some ways. And so for me, watching uh, Dave, you as an entrepreneur, it's been very interesting because I know you had to get us on board. We were very cautious because we thought, well, what information can we share? One challenge we had is no one knew what we were talking about or yeah. why. Yeah. Or what, a, what's a certified resume? Yeah. Like it's never been done before. And I, I just, we couldn't have asked for a better first partner than Walton because you all, but we pretty quickly figured out, okay, here's who we need to get involved. What really makes you know, smart resume is so unique with Walton is not only is this the first certified resume any university has ever done, but you all went above and beyond where this isn't just a registrar saying, here's a, a transcript. This is really fully attesting to what your students and alumni have accomplished. Well, you know, that's the other thing. I mean, it's now going to be rolled out so broadly in the state. Um, and in some ways, you know, one of the other things that uh, Dave, that I liked about it early on was I thought, you know, it kind of gives our students a competitive advantage in the sense that, one, trust is so important in everything. And if you can trust a resume, you know, you, you put more weight on it. Yep. So, if you know, if you've got two resumes equal and one you know you can trust, it's more valuable. 
But the other thing was I thought from a time perspective it gives an advantage because some companies require transcripts. Well, that can take sometimes weeks. This way they can get it immediately. Um, so that was some of my thinking. And then, of course, when we decided to you know, roll it out throughout the state, which I know you've had to do a lot of work to make that happen, I thought that's really neat because it shows – I mean, Arkansas has got a history of being – innovative. People yeah. don't realize that a lot of times, but when you look at Sam Walton, J.B. Hunt, Tyson, Stevens, the Murphys, Murphy Oil, Dillard's, and many, many others, I mean, we're full of entrepreneurs. Yeah. The fact that when we took this to our registrar, Dave Dawson, he was like, oh yeah, this is a great idea. And then we told it to the CIO. I didn't know what they would think. They could have said, we just don't want to do this. We've got too much to do. But we I don't think we came across anyone like that. No, and it was singularly what we heard in different meetings was, I think this would be great for alumni. I, I think this would be great for students. And you've had to get on board to get the network effect going. You've had to get employers engaged as well. How has that gone? Has it been very challenging? Yeah, early on it was challenging, but I think one of the good decisions we made was knowing that there's a there was a time and place to start reaching out to employers, and it wasn't really early on. Employers conceptually love the idea. Practically, they don't get value until there's enough talent in there to meet their needs. And so there's a danger of you don't want to try to get too many employers on board without enough talent because the employers will think, well, this doesn't work. But the challenge is, since this is 100% opt-in, you want to make sure that people that are deciding, do I want to use this, that they see good blue chip names. Uh, and we've been thrilled with how many have signed on. And, and we've also signed on uh, to startups and, and mid-sized companies. And I think, uh, you know, what we've learned from past consortiums is uh, we felt we're at the point where we had enough talent to get started. And then the kind of the later adopting employers will be at a disadvantage. So they'll be later to the game to connect with the great MBA grads coming out or MIS grads. And our hope is, is that they'll kind of see that they really need to get involved in this also. And then that's the network effect. So as you add on employers, that's just more reason for individuals to want to actively use the smart resume. But really, it's just a huge opportunity, hopefully, for employers to easily see the talent at Walton. Uh, but one of the unique aspects of Smart Resume is we're also helping them demonstrate that they're not showing any bias. So when an employer gets a Smart Resume, we have masked the identity of the individual. And part of that, you know, in talking with Mary, came out of something with blockchain. You don't want to put someone's name and address and phone number on an immutable ledger. Uh, so what we actually do is we put on what's called an identifier, which I won't go in the weeds here, but it's a letters and numbers that becomes kind of a proxy social security number. So that way we're never putting any sensitive you know, contact data on a blockchain. But the dual purpose is now when companies or employers are searching for talent, uh, they actually don't know the gender, race, or ethnicity of, of the individual until they decide that they want to connect with them. Mary, um, you're a very prolific researcher and you've done research on blockchain. And, and so, you know, with this application, you know, the first time I heard about it, I thought, wow, that is a great idea. Um, since then, I keep thinking of these kinds of uh, potential applications, and I think, gosh, you all have been able to do this in a short period of time, 
And there's a lot of companies out there that seem like they are spinning their wheels a little bit. Mary, do you have any insight on to, into what is going on there? I think the hard part, again, is the ecosystem, putting the ecosystem together. So eventually, I don't even think we're going to say the word blockchain, right? Mm -hmm. We don't talk about TCPIP underneath the internet, right? So <laughs> it's really about what, can the, what, is, what are blockchains uniquely good for? And they're really uniquely good for an audit trail for an ecosystem. But I think that, again, what Dave did to me was really solve three huge problems in job acquisition. We've thrown technology at job acquisition for a long time, right? We've got all these platforms out there. We've got artificial intelligence, and we found out many times all that did was make the bias worse, right? So he really solved the, the issue of verified resumes. And some of the research we found, 80% of companies find fraudulent claims on resumes. I mean, that's wow. huge, right? That's huge. So that's a big problem. Then the other one, again, is bias. Even all these social media platforms, they've got people's photographs, so you can infer all kinds of things, and you may advertently or inadvertently be selecting candidates based on the, that information. Then the, uh, the other one was also about data privacy. What are all these platforms doing with our data? Um, the smart resume, it's all FERPA compliant. There's no data that's collected that you know a smart resume user would have to worry about. And so to me, I think that was the bigger problem that he solved. The fact that there's a blockchain underneath it is probably the least interesting thing about the smart resume <laughs> right. project. But um, for the technologists out there, you know, it, it does give that immutable audit trail so that people can be confident when they yep. see a badge that it's truly been verified. You know, um, Mary came to me, I don't know how long ago it was, and said, I think the Walton College should put more emphasis on business ethics. But we did an estimate, um, and we figured maybe 15% of our students directly get something. I mean, certainly it comes up if they read the Wall Street Journal, they see ethical problems all the time. Right. Professors talk about it in various classes, but uh, Mary was talking about something comprehensive. And we were fortunate in that this uh, woman by the name of Cindy Mooring, who had been at Walmart for 20 years, uh, and the last 10 years she was chief ethics officer. She uh, retired and wanted to get involved in academics. Now she is working with us to drive ethics into our... Into our DNA. DNA, so everything. <laughs> How Matt, we do business. You need to get it on the smart resume. And so not, not that all roads go back to that, but this is a real-time think of this, Matt Mary. I mean, so that is, I know from employers what we're hearing, what they're really looking for is not just academic background, but, you know, what can we see where hopefully we can see if someone's going to show up on time, mm -hmm. right? What can we see that we know that this is someone that can be trustworthy? And just thinking out loud, I think that is, you all are in a great position to now attest to, hey, these people are serious about ethics. You know, they either had a certificate or maybe if it's not even credit, our hope is that we can show employers and make it easy for, for them to find people that, that have that ethics background. And so I don't want to seize too much, but I think that's, that's what we're so passionate about is, you know, that is a fantastic idea. And we know employers, you know, they want to do whatever they can to find those people. And it's not our job. We're not the right people to come up with what should that curriculum be. You know, that's your all's area of expertise. Our hope is that this is something we can use to really amplify what you're doing. And it wouldn't traditionally be on a transcript. We're calling this, by the way, Business Integrity Leadership Initiative. 
And but if you look at a lot of the material on it, it doesn't include some of the most current ethics issues around big data, uh, artificial intelligence, and things like that. And and Mary's been working with Cindy on developing that piece of it. There and um, there is a great great article that just came out from Harvard, and it looked at the technical and ethical principles of developing technology. Yeah, so it talks about things like transparency, what, you know, what do you do with your data, um, and what, and increasingly with artificial intelligence and machine learning, how you, the data you train your algorithms on are going to either have bias in them, how do you put together a data set so that you don't do that. So these are questions, ethical questions that are new because of the emergence of new technologies. Yeah, and, and so what's kind of neat about this smart resume is it brings all of this together in one way. And I think as an academic institution, we should be pushing the boundaries uh, of these kinds of things. And it would be great if we could continue to encourage innovation as is in our mission statement. And, and I can see, going back to how do we formalize soft skills? If we could do things like even certify they've worked on, they can work effectively in a group. Teamwork, yeah. For example, you know, teamwork effort. I, I think that would be a huge differentiator. Yeah, and I think that, you know, there's been a lot of badge fatigue. There's there's no shortage of badge <laughs> companies out there. And, and to be very clear, we are not a badge company. And so we're really focused on how we can help universities promote their very unique leadership programs or soft skill programs and then conversely make it easy for employers to find that. Mary, it's pretty fascinating how this project has really touched on so many different parts of our vision and mission and values as a, as a college. But um, as you have mentioned, it also speaks to uh, our efforts to fulfill our land-grant mission. Would you mind talking about that for a moment? Well, actually, I'll probably just pass it over to Dave because I, he really... F- saw something that and took this in a direction that I didn't foresee. So I could see the value for, you know, college educated people to have this smart resume, but there are so many people in the state of Arkansas that don't have technologies. They don't have good resumes. They don't have a good way to take the skills they're learning in a trade school and take it to a marketplace of who's trying to do it. And I'm uh, Dave, you talk about what you've done because mm-hmm. it's really been it's really been a marvel to me. Well, it's our customers have always given us our best product ideas. Uh, it's amazing <laughs> how bad our own personal ideas are. But what we get excited about is when we hear not just one, but two or three different companies independently tell us the same thing. Uh, so increasingly what they told us, especially some of the largest employers in Northwest Arkansas, was you know, I, I need to hire X amount of programmers, but I need to hire 10 times the amount of welders or forklift operators and there just isn't, there isn't a, a blue-collar LinkedIn. A lot of the employers in our state have already tapped pretty much all the, 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 the traditional ways. And so increasingly, you know, employers are looking at, at second-chance um, individuals, so people who have been incarcerated um, who, that now have skills. But then if you look at that, um, that group, you know, they're the most vulnerable or the, the least trusted. And so that's the opportunity that... Uh, that we're also especially excited about is there are a number of, um, you know, two-year programs around the state from the UA system that we were introduced to. Uh, Dr. Michael Moore, who's the chief academic officer, very early on for, for the University of Arkansas system, kind of 
kind of said, hey, you need to be looking at these other schools and, and get in touch and provide that value. But we're also slow, very kind of selectively working with nonprofits. Uh, so Goodwill Industries of Arkansas is just a great example. I mean, th their mission is to put people to work. Mm -hmm. and, and that is the type of partner that we want to partner with. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast, and now Be Epic. Be Epic.